leftovers, y'all. Where we mm, the leftovers we take some uh, topic question something and we address it in 15 minutes or less sometimes more but rarely uh, without notes without preparation um, so our question today Travis <laughs> we did actually talk about the framing of this question we haven't talked about our opinions yet but um, Travis doesn't like how I framed it because he says nobody knows what I'm talking about should we have the Billy Graham rule or not in our lives. I didn't say that's not true. I didn't say nobody understands what it means. I said not everybody understands what it means. That's very different. And he said that because he didn't know what the Billy Graham I had, rule was. I had was. never heard of that term. But I told him a lot of people know what it is. If you don't know what it is, very simply, the Billy Graham rule um, was he made the decision to never be alone with a woman who was not his wife for any reason. Um, and Travis pointed out, unless it was his mother or his sister, or, you get the drift. His but, aunt, grandma, yeah. daughter. <laughs> yeah. You get the drift. There are the point being... Exceptions. Don't be alone with a woman who's not your wife, ever. Never in the car, never in counseling, never in a room, whatever the situation never is. Never in the elevator. That Never in the elevator. I think that might have even been that, a rule I think for that, him. I think that's what it was. Um, that's a MacArthur rule. Yeah, so uh, what do you think about that? I agree with it. Okay, that's it. Yep. Case closed. I mean, it's pretty good, darn tight. That's <laughs> airtight right there. <laughs> All right. So you'll give me your reasoning in a second, but uh, would you? So would you, as a pastor, ever counsel a woman uh, in your office? Just you and the woman are in your office, but that people can people can see into the room or whatever the case is. So you would never have a counseling session with just a woman who's a member of your church. Yeah. So I would not like to do that. Okay. Um, so my, my, that's the, the easy answer right off the bat is I really don't want to do that. Um, in no situation, in no scenario, would I ever choose to do that? Would I ever plan to do that? I never want to do that. Um, so the question is, do I think, do I agree with the rule? Do I think it's a wise rule? Do I think it's a good rule? Yeah, absolutely. Does it mean that it's always going to happen? No. Mm-hmm. Um, do I want um, somebody else in the room while um, I'm counseling a woman? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, do, 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 whether that be another pastor, whether that be another female, somebody there for accountability. I mean, for goodness sake, doctors do this at hospitals. Doctors of the opposite sex will bring in either another doctor or another nurse or somebody of the same sex or opposite sex, whatever for accountability so that they can remain above reproach. Right. Doctors do this. And our office is way higher as a pastor than that of a medical doctor. And I don't mean that in a bad sense. I love you doctors. Um, but yeah, no. And, and so absolutely should we strive to remain above reproach in that area because we could be tempted with our dark hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, are there scenarios where, um, something could happen where, um, I don't have somebody with me and are there, yeah, absolutely there are. And I would, I would ask myself, what do I do next? Can I, can I meet, um, with the door open, uh, in a crowded area where people easily can view in and see us talking? Yeah. I think that's wise. Uh, if somebody, if, if I, as a pastor, have a secretary who walks in to have a question about my, my work week. It's a meeting of a work week. And my table where I have my meeting is directly next to the hallway and I keep everything open and 
there's a large crowd and a large flow of people right outside who can easily view in. Is that okay? Mm. Yeah, I think that's okay. So I think that there's, there's wisdom that has to be installed and injected into this rule. Is it a hard and fast rule? Obviously not. Right. But is it wise? I think so. Yeah. There's a couple of things that play into this. So, so I agree uh, with what you're saying. Um, I think that as pastors, we've got to do everything we can to be above approach, and this is one of those areas. This is not the only area by any means, but it's one of them. Um, I think it plays into even our current culture and social media. Um, <clears throat> Billy Graham didn't have that when he was around, but I don't think as a pastor you should be having regular, uh, you know, very uh, intimate, I mean intimate in the sense of like personal, deeply personal conversations over text message with just you and another woman who's not your wife. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so I think that there's a lot of areas where this plays into it, where you're just exercising wisdom. You want to be above reproach. You're not saying, um, because the accusation is, well, you just think that women are just sex objects and the only, the only purpose for a woman being there is for you as a man to have a temptation. It's just, all that's just ridiculous. Like, um, we're not saying it's, it's the woman's fault, um, that we're tempted. We're not saying like, none of that are we saying. We're saying it's a wise rule that you want to be above reproach. You don't want to put any sit again, not just in this situation, you don't want to put yourself in any situation where there could be a temptation, not saying there will be, but, but why would you even risk that? And furthermore, why would you risk literally ruining your entire ministry by allowing yourself to be in a situation where a false accusation could take place? And even if it's not true, it could ruin your ministry. And this again is one scenario where something like that could happen. Um, so there's a lot to consider here. Um, and I, and I think it's a wise rule. I don't think I don't think it's hard and fast in every situation. Like if you find yourself, you know, there's a, there is a member of your church who's a lady who needs counseling and you're not able to get somebody else in the room with you, find ways to set up parameters to, to, to be, to be wise about it, but, but meet with them. Don't neglect the care of the women in your congregation for the sake of checking the box of a specific rule, but don't neglect the principle either as you, as you do that. So, um, cause that's the concern. Some people say, well, the Billy Graham rule causes the pastors to only minister to men and not to women. Um, that's, that's baloney. Um, in my opinion, um, I, I, I don't, I don't see how that holds any water. Um, there, there is not a single, I hope there's never a single woman who's a member of our church that does not feel like she can be shepherded and cared for well, um, by the pastors of our church just because of that. Like, it's actually not a huge barrier, you know, like it's yeah. never, it's never been a hard thing for me to make sure that that rule is established. Um, right. So anyway, that's some of my thoughts on it. But. Oh yeah. I mean, like it, like any rule, it's typically, if it's a good rule, it's grounded in uh, a good principle mm-hmm. and that's why the rule was created. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's the old, um, Southern Baptist pitfall. I don't mean to pick on them. But they take a good principle and they put rules around it, right? Uh, and and those rules kind of look like fences um, that are uh, gradually bigger and bigger circles around the around the principle that they're trying to protect. Yeah. Um, and and that's where you could take this rule to a legalistic point. It's better to call it a principle than a rule, right? So and, and that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. So if it's a a principle where you're trying to apply it to be wise, but it's not a rule, it's not hard and fast, everything that we're talking about, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, but you can, if you find yourself in this uh, this rule category, you can find yourself being legalistic about it 
And then you're going to just cover yourself in a lot of guilt and shame that's unneeded because, mm-hmm. because on your family vacation, you went down to the hotel lobby to pick up pizza for your yeah. family and you got on the elevator to go back up to the 15th floor and the floor the, the elevator stopped on the second story and a female in a bathing suit who just got done with the pool got onto the elevator and you start to flip your lid and you're like i'm sinning because i'm alone <laughs> in an elevator god help me yeah. and you drop your pizza and run don't do that yeah. um so that so what i'm saying is like you, you, Take the principles. If you close your eyes, if you're in the elevator at yeah. that point, you know what I'm saying. Turn turn around, stare at the corner like a freak. Look at your pizza. You know, be excited about the pizza, but yeah. don't take it too far, um, because that's when you start, you know, bleeding over into that line of legalism, which you want to avoid. Some people say this is a ridiculous rule or principle because, for example, Jesus was alone with the woman at the well, and so yeah. why would we have a principle that Jesus didn't have? Um, and Man, there's a lot of things I can say in response Should we answer to that. that? Um, you know, <laughs> um, go ahead, T-ball, hit it. Well, because he's a God. Things. Yeah, there's a couple things. You're not Jesus. Because um, he's God. <laughs> but also, like you know, Jesus was Jesus was tempted in every way that we are, and so I think there were, in some senses, that Jesus faced sexual temptation in some form. Now, I don't know all the areas that that took place. But, that's a, that's but, a leftover question. But without sin, we've, well, we've had the conversation, could Jesus have sinned? And we said, no, he could not have. Right, um, right. Was so he t- yeah, no. nobody, nobody, yeah. That can be another episode, though. That can yeah. be a whole other episode. Yeah. He's tempted in, 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 not in every single specific temptation. Was he tempted in every specific temptation? No, he was Including not. sexual immorality. Ooh. Maybe that is a leftover episode. That's a question right we'll there. See. Yeah, we'll see. I don't feel comfortable with that. I feel I don't feel comfortable with that answer. Maybe this maybe this bled over into uh, another episode. Is this our first quick. Calford Catechism debate that we're gonna have? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Do you guys want that, by the way, listeners? We've talked about before having a debate <laughs> between Kenny and I ourselves on something that we're completely, you know, we're it's not like a massive horrible issue, but. It'd be fun to debate each other on something that we genuinely disagree on. Would you like to listen to that? Let us know. I feel like we should do that. That's going to be the next Leftover episode. We just decided that right here. On that one? Yeah. We'll, we'll a, do that. I need to study on that one. No, you don't. <laughs> what do you mean? I want to hear you what you don't need think. theology. No, we you don't, don't because the- Leftovers is, the point of Leftovers is you don't get to study. You yeah, get to just <laughs> answer it. Um, all right, so back to our, our question here. Um, the, the Billy Graham rule, is it is it a good and wise thing? Yeah, it's a wise thing. Don't don't get too legalistic about it. Does this matter? People, people go, why does this even matter? Why are you all talking about this? Well, because... There's a lot of Christian leaders who have fallen, um, and some of it, not all of it, some of it has started with them allowing themselves to become too intimate, too close to a female who was not their wife. All too um, often. Yeah, I mean, that happens, absolutely. And, it, and sometimes, sometimes it happens innocently. Sometimes it happens with them going, you know what, this is not a big deal. Yeah. Let, me, let me have this counseling session for two hours in the church alone where nobody's around. My wife doesn't even know I'm having the conversation um, and they think it's innocent, and maybe initially it is. Or the wife does know. Yeah, and maybe initially it is, yeah. right? But but it, you you don't know what what can happen. You you can't trust your flesh. No. Um, and again, none of that is saying this is another left, leftover episode, by the way. None of that is saying that it's the woman's fault that you're tempted to lust because it's not. You're responsible for your own sin. Right. Um, but it is saying 
you're putting yourself in a situation that you could be given to temptation. Yeah. So um, that's ridiculous to do yeah. that. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think that that's a, I think the, that you're, that you're spot on with it. Um, but it's a good rule. Yeah. It's a good principle. Yeah. And I, 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 just to answer the question explicitly, I think that we would both not only agree with the principle, but try to apply it to our lives. Right. Yeah. Um, because we want to be above reproach and, um, to, to the point that we're trying to make here, uh, we just don't trust our hearts. Yeah. We don't trust our hearts. And I, and I really, really would argue to any Christian listening to this, that that is a really helpful and wise, um, principle to live your life on. Don't yep. trust yourself. Yep. Stop trusting yourself. Cause you may think that we are stone cold crazy for, for actually agreeing with this principle and yep. thinking that it's good and wise because you think, wow, you must be so weak. Yeah. Well, brother, you, 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 you might really need yes, to evaluate your heart. I am very weak and you might want to stop trusting your flesh, homeboy. Yeah. Um, and because this is not just a principle for should a, should a man be alone with a woman or a woman alone with a man? Like this is a, this is a general principle across the board. Should you put yourself in a position where you could be tempted? Like, yeah. Like it's a very should, basic question. Do you think that you should um, carry hot coals close to your chest? Right. Kenny, is that right? Oh no, yeah. no, of course not. No, I smoke meat with hot coals. <laughs> I don't carry them. I eat my meat with them. <laughs> so that's that's. I think that's good, man. We we say fifteen minutes or less. This can be the or this less has portion. been less because now we've got another uh, leftover episodes that we, we have, that we got to record we, real quick. We have too many leftover episodes right now. <laughs> if you got a question or something you want us to talk about, email us at calforcatechism at gmail I keep throwing that in there these days because I want some emails, y'all. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you listening. Share it if it's helpful. If it's not, just forget about it and move on to the next episode. After giving us a five-star review. Yes. Thank you. All right. Signing off. This has been Kenny and... Travi B. Bye. Bye.